CurlyT.com. Hello and welcome to this CurlyT.com podcast. As always, sponsored by me, myself, and my empty purse. Well, just looking at my bills, I'm getting upset. Now, this is a kind of special podcast for me because it is in direct relation to a YouTube movement called the Fresh Collective, which is just a group of YouTubers who have come together to talk about very important topics. They deem relevant. They want to express their viewpoints about specific situations or specific topics that are going on right now. Now, I don't get in front of a camera and shoot videos. I do mostly podcasting. The videos you see at Curly T are DIY and how-to videos, but I really wanted to get in on this question, is how do you feel about the portrayal of black women on reality television? Well, all right. If it's a subject on which we can influence what others believe, argument has purpose. Now, I know that, you know, People normally get in front of a video camera. I don't. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go off right quick about how I feel on this topic (sighs) because it, it has really irritated the crap out of me for the longest time. Now, there's a place for everything. There's a place for ratchet. There's a place for fun. There's a place for, you know, acting a fool and looking at people who are living interesting lives and doing all types of ridiculous things that you would normally do. But the portrayal of black women on TV just paints this false narrative of a monolithic group of narrow-minded uncouth women who are quick to anger and unworthy of being respected you know what I mean the lack of diversity is so apparent that it misleads the general public into believing what they see on television is reality and the problem with that thinking is that only stereotypical women are suitable to be spotlighted on these type of shows. Now what I see are stereotypical black women who are part of what a harem of baby mamas. These men are collecting baby mamas like people collect stamps or teacups or 1980s memorabilia. Dude got three, four, five, eight, nine, ten baby mamas with 12, 13 kids. That is why they call him the ready man. What I see are black women fighting over men who don't even respect them enough to be faithful. I thought I told you to kill that story. That's what I see all over. And that's not just reality TV and that's not just black women, but especially, especially reality TV and especially black women. What I see is women who chase men that are are publicly attached to other women. Like you going after somebody's husband you're going after somebody who left you for somebody else who was cheating on somebody before they even was cheating on the other person with you. I mean, it's so ridiculous. What I see is black women who can't control their anger and lash out at any perceived slight, especially if it's against another female. Women who, for whatever reason, don't know how to express themselves with their mouths, who have to put their hands on somebody or, or, who actually do express themselves with their mouths, but every other word is a curse word to the extent where you can't have a conversation. Conversation. Talking with others is one of the most important things you do. And like I said, everything has its place. This would be fine, in my opinion, if this were a small part of the type of black women that you see on TV. But unfortunately, it's not. 
it's not. You only see a small sliver of what black women are supposed to be. Because the people who create these reality shows are focusing on the stereotype. And they're leaving out other types of black women altogether. You know what I mean? There are, there are more black women who spend time buried in data points and research than they do at the weave shop or chasing behind some bum man. There are black women who spend more time taking care of their families than they do dropping it low and spreading it wide at the club. You better believe it, honey. Now, if you black, you know women like this because you were probably raised by a woman like this. Even if you weren't raised by a woman like this, you have aunts, grandmothers, sisters, cousins, play cousins, best friends who don't fit that stereotype. They're at home taking care of their families. They're, they were at home taking care of you or your cousins or your best friend. You know what I mean? There are more black women who spend time trying to have productive conversations and expressing themselves creatively than they do cussing people out and acting a damn fool. Now, I don't normally curse in my everyday speak, but sometimes I just get upset because what's never highlighted are the black women who are doing what they're supposed to do to take care of themselves, to increase their educations, to make sure that their children are secure. Do you know what I mean? What's never highlighted, I'll put myself in this. I'll put myself in this as an example. What's never highlighted is a nerd like me who prefers to come up with DIY recipes instead of chasing after some bum man who is unappreciative of the type of person that I am. You'll never see someone like me who prefers, I don't know, reading about the Japanese invasion of Korea in 1592 instead of being dragged around by my libido or trying to use what's between my legs to get someone to take care of me. You will never see that. Or if you see it, it's rare. Now, if that's your thing, honey, I ain't shading you. If that's what you're dealing with, I ain't shading you. I'm not. I know that everybody goes through all types of things. What I'm saying is that between the two of us, you would have a much better chance of getting on TV because people seek to exploit your issues. They want to hold you up and other women like you. They want to hold y'all up to public ridicule because people consciously and subconsciously pay attention to the loudest person in the room or to the most tragic events. That's just the way it is. Ticks me off, as I'm sure you can hear. Oof. Let me take a deep breath, y'all. <laughs> the Fresh Collective, what y'all done started, I don't know. But understand, there are a lot of people, a lot of people who don't have the means or the time or the energy or who just don't want to get in front of a camera and go off. So, I'm going to use this podcast as an example as an illustration of there being a lot of people out there who are passionate about this issue. And so I'm gonna stick my two cents in, my four cents in, my 10 cents in on the mic. And I just hope y'all don't mind. And if books and newspapers and the radio are efficiently controlled, the people will read and accept exactly what the few in control want them to behind all of these issues is money now the producers and the creators of these shows are trying to make the biggest amount of money in the shortest period of time it's in their best interest to find people who will make them money quick 
They like that quick money. Follow the crowd. Get the big money. You make a pile and raise a pile. That makes another pile for you. Follow the crowd. We've reached a million, two million, five million. Watch us grow. So they look for the most outrageous, loud-mouthed, thirsty women they can find to make for good TV, so they say. But these women are giving them exactly what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Look at the, the hideous turn. For example, the hideous turn on R&B Divas this latest season, season three, and sparked all kinds of outrage from almost every YouTuber who regularly reviews the show. Look at how that went left. Now juxtapose that with somebody like Demetra McKinney on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, she wasn't even on the reunion. And her scenes barely made it into the show. I mean, you know, I can't vouch for whether or not Miss Demetra is a good girl or a ratchet mess in real life. But she made sure not to act a fool in public. Otherwise, she would have been all over the show. Now, juxtapose those two. Stacey Francis on R&B Divas LA and Demetria McKinney on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Who did you see most? Who made the cut? Answer promptly. Don't keep the other person waiting. The loudmouth heifer who was ratchet as all get out. Now, characters who make for good TV, they increase ratings. Y'all know this already. This increases the amount of money the creators can ask for in the next season. It sets up like a system of, of, a system of positive reinforcement for awful behavior. You know what I mean? If I can get $10 every time I slap someone, I'm going to try to slap as many people as I can to get as much money as I can. That's just the way it is. Now look here, you. But if I get slapped every time I talk about reading a book, I'm not gonna open my mouth about reading a book because I don't want to get slapped. That's just the way the incentives are laid out in reality television. You acting a fool, you will get more TV time. You sitting down reading a book, uh-uh, honey, don't nobody want to see that. And that may be true, but it's still positive reinforcement for awful behavior. And they even get money on the back end, like if you were involved, being involved in a production of a hit TV show, a show that has a high rating, makes the resumes of the people who are involved in that show look better. So when they pitch the next project, they'll have a higher chance of getting funding and making it happen. That's where this whole vicious cycle starts because probably the next show they're gonna pitch will be just like the ratchet miss that got the high rating. You understand how this works now? It's a cycle of crap. It's positive reinforcement for awful behavior. I ain't no other way I can say it. And inevitably because of this, black women are seen as immature and out of control, which means they need to be controlled by some other authority. You know what I mean? That's seen as having an attitude about the simplest situations and arguing with everybody over everything. So that when a real black woman has a disagreement with someone about something, it's immediately seen as more hostile than it would be if, a, if this were a white woman who made the exact same argument. You know what I mean? You are immature and your complaints are less valid because, you know, we watch Love and Hip Hop, so we know how you people act. That's the attitude against black women. They're seen as needing to be controlled or handled by someone outside of their group. So that because of this, the person that you're arguing with, the person who is on the receiving end of those disagreements, are always quick to want to get someone 
of a higher authority to intervene in a disagreement. Like, for example, if you have a disagreement with a coworker, instead of trying to work it out, they run tell the boss because obviously the boss needs to be there so they can rein you in. What I say goes, see? I'm the law around here. And put a muzzle on your mouth because you are obviously out of control. Because, you know, they watch Love and Hip Hop, so they know how you people act. So that you can never be a black woman who is simply expressing her opinion. You have to be a problem. And subsequently, your complaints aren't valid. Because, you know, they watch Love and Hip Hop, so they know how we are. <sighs> like, I don't know what else to say. Other than the fact that the portrayal of black women on TV, especially in reality, on these reality shows are just... <sighs> like I said, I would feel differently if this were a small segment of the number of black women you see. But the majority of black women you see seem to be on reality television. And they seem to always be acting a fool over something, anything. It don't matter. Over somebody else's man. Why are you cussing somebody over somebody else's man? He was never your man. You baby mama number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And you gonna trust a lay claim on some dude? Really? 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 But that's what we see. Everybody has their hand in the pot trying to grab as much money as they can. And sort of because of this, we can never just fully enjoy anything without worrying about the way it's gonna appear in the eyes of people who are unfamiliar with who we are. Almost every time I see a reality show, I'm rolling my eyes like, oh my God. Here we go again with the same nonsense, the same mess, the same type of storylines, the same people acting the same types of fool, the same types of fool, the same types of foolish situations, the same type of foolishness. And so ultimately, instead of just enjoying this for the guilty pleasure that it is, some of us can't get away from the worry about the consequences from other people who think it's okay to treat all of us as big booty belly warmers. Never the respected wife. Never the respected girlfriend. Never the respected business owner. Because as we saw from sorority sisters, even if you own your own business, you still get that TV time when you are acting a fool. And subsequently, nobody cares about what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to do, what your business is about. They don't care about your bottom line. They don't care about what you are attempting to achieve, the merit. They don't care about that. They care about you arguing with this other girl over some stupid. Speaking of sorority sisters, I'll use that in, as an example. Did you ever see Adreen trying to make payroll? No. Did you see her at the desk balancing the books? No. Did you see April losing her mind trying to study for all of those exams she had to take? No. Did you see her in the library doing research? No. I mean, from my understanding, that young lady is degreed up. But you didn't see that. Working on a doctorate, did you see that? No. Because that's not good TV. So how do I feel about the portrayal of black women on TV? I'm sure you can guess by now. Like I said, I wouldn't even have an issue with this if this were part of something larger, of something bigger, of something more diverse and more important. Or if you saw the whole thing, the whole storyline of somebody, you not only saw them going off and cussing people out, you saw them making it happen. 
running that business, making that payroll, getting that degree, and you saw an equal amount of both. Like I wouldn't even care about love and hip hop if it were just one of many different reality-based TV shows that didn't solely focus on the conflict and the drama. And I guess some people would say, well, would you watch if it were just about, you know, positivity? I have done that. We do that all the time. We used to do it all the time when we had all of these different types of shows with black women on TV, including The Cosby Show, including A Different World, including Living Single, including Martin. And you can say those shows had their own um, types of, you know, their own stereotypes too. That's fine. You could talk about that. Okay. But they are in no way, shape or form the same as what we regularly see on reality television. You can write, people can write very diverse characters stepping out of reality TV. People can write very diverse characters. I remember watching Hawthorne with Jada Pinkett Smith. Her character, honey, was all types of ratchet. She was married to the white dude and cheating on him with the other dude. And her life was just full of drama. But it was the whole story of who she was that you got to see. It wasn't just about her being a ratchet bleep. You saw her at work. When is the last show where you saw a respected black woman at work, working hard when her job wasn't stripper, when she wasn't trying to sleep with the producer to get in the studio? Like outside of Shonda Rhimes, that mess doesn't exist seemingly. And again, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but like I said, I wouldn't care as much about any of this reality mess if it were in context, if it were part of something larger, something more diverse. So like I said, we ain't a monolith. We're not all a group of narrow-minded, uncouth folk who don't know how to control themselves, who are unworthy, like I said earlier, unworthy of being respected. That ain't all us. It just ain't. But I don't know how else to express this because I'm going to need you to see that instead of just hearing me talk about it. I'm going to need to see that on reality TV. How do I feel? Pissed. That's how I feel. Are you through already? Anyway, thank y'all so much for listening to this special edition of the CurlyT.com podcast. You can hear more Curly T podcasts by going to curlytea.com where we focus mainly on empowering people to make their own hair care and skincare products. So if you're interested, you should head over and check it out. You can also listen to the Curly T podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And don't forget to look for Curly T on social media, on Twitter, Curly T Consult, one word, Curly T Consult, Facebook, Curly T. Instagram, Curly Tea Consult. Check out our Pinterest boards where we have DIY advice and natural hair boards. Curly Tea over there also. So if you want to find Curly Tea, <laughs> you can find us. <laughs> and if you are so inclined, please sign up to become a subscriber at the curlytea.com website. And if you want to, you can become a sponsor so that we can make more videos and get more ingredients and experiment and make more recipes and create more podcasts. And if not, you tell somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody to tell somebody to come to CurlyT.com <laughs> and become a subscriber or a sponsor or both. Any type of participation is greatly appreciated. Anyway, thank y'all for being patient and listening to this rant. 
And shout out to all the people who created the Fresh Collective and all of the YouTubers who are a part of it. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget you can add your blog posts, opinions, recipes, and links to your business and social media websites by signing up and becoming a subscriber at curlyt.com.